I want you to focus on the good thing, life. Amen. That once you are alive, you are connected to hope. That as long as you live, it means that God is not finished with you yet. No matter what is happening, we must believe. Amen. Otherwise, we'll become sitting ducks for the enemy to take out one by one. But because we are alive, God has not finished with me yet. And I believe that better days are ahead of me. Hallelujah. You must believe it so that you can fight your current circumstance and environment and the whisperings of the enemy and the suggestions he's putting across to your mind. Listen to me. You are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. And it is because of you here, that's why the world hasn't gone worse. You think it's bad. Wait till you are no more here. Things will be worse. So clap your hands and thank God that because of you, things are getting better. I said things are getting better. I said things are getting better because of us. Yes, we are the salt of this world. We are the light of this world. So it is us that is giving other people light. It is because of us that the wicked even prosper. Yes, because of us. It's because of us that people who don't even serve God are doing well because we are giving them light. You are, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Tell neighbor, no struggles. Tell, say, I am not a struggler. I am not a wanderer. I'm not finding my way in darkness. You are light. How can you be finding your way in darkness? You are the light of the world. Yes. We believe God. Amen. We believe God above every circumstance that is presented to us. And this year is a year of salvation. Listen, God is not only going to give you eternal life. He will save you. He said, the Lord in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save you. And he will rejoice over you with singing. Listen, God is singing songs over you. Hallelujah. He is mighty and he is mighty to save. That's why we got the mighty to save crusades from. The Lord in the midst of us, he is mighty to save. He will rejoice over you, rejoice over me with singing. Ha! Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go to our key scripture. I've been talking about no struggles. Go to uh, Acts chapter 3 verse 19. It said, repent and be converted. I started this series. I've been teaching last three weeks. For the last uh, two weeks, we had other programs on the weekday. So we didn't continue. But I want us to continue for where we left off last week. He said, repent. Come on, say Repentance. And I've told you that repentance is not only for unbelievers. Every day we appear in the house of God, we must be changing our mind about something. And then he said, and be converted so that, that your sins may be blotted out and the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Times and seasons of refreshing are seasons of ease, seasons of no struggles, seasons of blessings and that's what we are coming into in Jesus name this year many many souls shall be saved in Jesus name besides the salvation of people God will save you and deliver you yourself from 
anything that requires the hand of the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. I said in Jesus' mighty name. May that be your story tonight. Anyone watching us, there's an area of your life that needs deliverance. It needs a touch from God. As we serve him, he himself will be our deliverer and our counselor. He will bring us out of everything that even we don't know about. He is mighty to save. Savior, he can move the mountains. Our God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, Savior, He can move the mountains. Our God is mighty to save. To stay forever, altar of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see. Singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We'll sing it for the glory of the risen King. Savior, Savior, He can move the mountain. Our God, our God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Altar of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight. Your word, the entrance of your word brings light. We declare we shall shine brighter than we came in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hand and speak to us. Change us. Let us become more and more like Jesus. Tonight, we thank you for healing. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for your spirit that is here changing us from one glory to another in Jesus mighty name somebody say a big amen. amen glory to God kindly take your seats we said that without without so the first step to seasons of refreshing the first step to seasons of uh, the presence of God the help of God is repentance the second step has to be conversion and then there will come the blotting out of your sins and then the seasons of repentance from the Lord. Amen. So anytime you find repentance, you see conversion, there's naturally the blotting out of your sin. And then the seasons of refreshing comes. It's the season of refreshing that takes away the sweat and the struggles of this life. Amen. 
So last two weeks, three weeks, I talked to you about conversion. Say conversion. And we are saying conversion is like metamorphosis, where you change from one state to another state completely. And we also agree that if you repent and you are not converted, you may go back to your old ways. It is only conversion that guarantees us the presence of God, the seasons of refreshing, and the salvation that we so desire. I told you, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 22, it has happened according to that which was recorded. The dog is gone back to his vomit, and the soul is gone back to the wallowing in the mare or in the mud. So we see that a dog or somebody who is born again can backslide. And the only season why, reason why they will not backslide is that they are being converted. Conversion. So there are four things that are going to help us with this process called conversion. Four things. Four things. Number one is the word of God. Say the word of God. Number two is being like a child. Being like a child. Number three is prayer. And number four is maintaining fellowship. If you really want to be converted, you want to see change happening in your life. Because the whole thing is that at the end of the day, we must begin to look like Jesus. So for us, every day, we should be changing from one glory to another. From one, you know, dimension of grace to another dimension of grace. Everything around us must never be static. Nothing in your life should remain the same. They must grow. They must improve. They must change. That is why God is saying that it is the Holy Spirit that brings those seasons of refreshing. And he will not come until man has repented, man is converted, and then those seasons of refreshing will come. I see you enter into another dimension of season, a season of grace, a season of help that your struggles will change completely in Jesus' name. So, if you don't get converted, you may go back to your old ways. Because repentance takes a very short time. Somebody can give their lives to Christ in 30 seconds. But it, it will take some amount of time for them to be converted. Are you following what I'm saying? So he said in Romans 12 verse 1, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God, say mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then he says that be not conformed. Now, when one of the, one of the ways to understand worship is the presenting of your body to God. So when you come to church like tonight, what you have done is you have come to worship God. It doesn't matter what is going to be preached. You're coming to church. It's worship to God. Presenting your body first. That is why a lot of people are not able to change because they don't present their bodies. I'll come to that when I talk about the fellowship. It is when your body is presented that God can work on the other things. Where is your mind? In your body. Where is your heart? In your body. 
Where is your spirit? In your body. Where is your soul? In your body. So the body is the main object of worship. When it is presented first, then God can begin to work on the other things that the body is carrying. Because the body is the main container. Now, if you don't present your body, how is God going to change your mind? If you don't present your body in worship, how is God going to anoint you? So the first thing is the body. So he said, pre present it first. Come on, see presentation. He's talking to believers, the Roman church. He's not talking about unbelief. Then he said, and be not conformed. So presenting your body as worship, coming to church is the first step. That is after that, that God begins to help you to change the way you think, the way you feel about things, and your thought life. Are you following what I'm saying tonight? And be not conformed. So anybody whose body is not presented, the person is already conforming. That's why people come to church. They don't change because they don't attend other services. They come to church once in a while. And you'll be praying a prayer and say, oh Lord, I want to change. I want to stop what I'm doing. But you have not fulfilled the first step, which is presenting your body first. Because you see, as you are sitting here, you are changing. Hallelujah. Those of you who coming to church, you can never remain the same. Because anytime you come to church, God begins to work on the other dimensions of you. And be not conformed to this world, but be, be transformed by the renewing. That transformation process is similar to what we call conversion. And that thing has to do with your soul. So your body first, your soul. And then you can begin to change completely. Hallelujah. Present your body as living and be not come, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. That is the real come. And you know, the, the mindset you have, it didn't form overnight. And sometimes you beat yourself too hard. Allow yourself to breathe because God is working on you. Amen. It may not be drastic, but you are changing. You know, the way you used to get angry, you are not getting angry like that anymore. The way you used to treat people, you are not treating them like that anymore. The way you used to see yourself, you are not seeing yourself like that. It is changing. It may, be, it may not be very, very perceptible, but God is working on you. Amen. As long as you keep presenting yourself, believe me, things are going to fall off your life. Addictions will be broken in your life. Things that you think that they can never be dissolved and resolved. God will cause them to be broken up. You just keep presenting yourself. Hallelujah. That's why you see a very worldly believer. When they start coming to church, they start changing their makeup a little bit. Maybe they used to do seven layers. Now they are doing three layers. Changes are happening. Hallelujah. All their dresses were above knee. And then you see, as they keep coming, then they are, they are beginning to sew dresses below knee. And then you see their language is changing gradually. It is the presentation of the body that causes your mind to be affected. Hallelujah. So, what is going to convert us? The thing that converts, be renewed, be transformed, by the renew. How? Number one is the word of God. Say the word of God. The word of God is the primary tool for conversion for 
transformation is number one. It's the principal thing. It's the first thing. So anybody who avails himself or herself to the word of God has signed up for conversion and transformation. It would happen. It would happen. That's why when you see somebody who loves God's word, you are found a good person. If you see somebody who loves the word of God, that person is on the highway to the blessings of God. Because it is God's word that changes us. If you don't expose yourself to the word of God, you will not be changed. Cosmetic changes are not internal changes. The real change is when you can forgive. The real change is when you begin to see life in another perspective. That is when you are changing. But if you think that, you know, changing the way you look is real change, you know that it's not change. That's why it is very dangerous not to take the word of God serious. And I challenge all of you here, Every day, you must read God's word. I say what? Every day. Every day. Huh. Every day. Look, the day you don't read your Bible, don't eat. Because, you see, it must become a culture so much so that, you know, you will never be comfortable, like waking up and going to work and not taking your bath you will be very, very uncomfortable. You must come to a place where daily you study God's word because it is the primary tool for conversion. And without conversion, you will remain the same. And if you remain the same, it is very likely you will go back. So listen, I'm not too impressed about tears. Do you know that? Tears are very deceptive tools for conversion. So he has repented, he has changed his mind, and the guy is crying one gallon of water. It doesn't mean anything at all. Felicia, are you on the side of what I It doesn't mean anything. If the guy doesn't take instructions from the word of God and continue therein, look, don't believe their tears. That's why you keep falling victim. Amen. You think that conversion comes by emotions. And we have people who can really cry. Hallelujah. They are skillful at deploying emotions to deceive you. So, Papa no Wasisan. Because this man knows how to calculate tears at the right time. The right volume of tears to shed, he knows how much. And then you are saying, oh, please forgive him, forgive him. Like you see, you catch a thief. And the thieves, they can be so, you know, you can have so much pity on them. But they have not changed at all. <laughs> they have not changed at all. The reason why they are crying is because you call them. But inside, they have not changed. The only thing that can change them is when their mind is renewed by the word. Amen. Hey, I see this church grow in leaps and bounds. See, we'll have very matured people here because we have men who can look into their Bible. That'll be my greatest joy for you. Hallelujah. So it is the word of God that converts us. The word of 
Now, let's go to Psalm 19 and verse 6. Let me recap what we studied. Praise the Lord. It said, the word of the Lord, the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. The judgments of the Lord, is it true? And righteous altogether. And the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Then he continues, he said, said, more, come on, say more. More to be desired are they, what, the way, than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. For by it your servant is one, and in the keeping of them there is a great reward. May great reward come to you in Jesus' name. What brings the great is explaining to us that in keeping the word of God, you are likely to avoid a lot of pitfalls, dangers, traps by keeping the word of God. And in it also, there's a great reward. Do you know that when you go to heaven, your level of word will determine what you would know? What you are gathering here, gather it well. Say, you are not going to heaven to go and study the word. No. The volume of word you have inside, that is what you'll be operating with. Some of you go to heaven, please, but what are they doing there? <laughs> well, you have never studied the word. Hallelujah. Some of you, when you see David, you can't even make him out. You have never read about David. You have never read about Abraham. You don't know how Samson is. Because you've never read the story of Samson. Some of you expect to go to heaven and see a bole man. No, Samson is a very slim guy. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so if your word level is low, he said, in keeping this, what, what do you think the reward is? Is it worldly goods? You can't tell me when God is talking about reward, he's talking about earthly goods. What is earthly goods? Everything you have is not yours. After 400 years, come and check whether it is yours. After 500 years, when you come back, the person who owns the thing, you don't know him or her from Adam. You say, I used to own this house. I used to own this land. You say, really? Are you an ancestor? He said, we're an ancestor. Nothing that is here is yours. Nothing. Put it into your heart. So when God is talking about reward, he's talking about something beyond here. Praise God. I see you with great rewards in Jesus' name. Are you following me tonight? Say, in keeping of them, there is a great reward when you keep the word of God. Now, he said the word of the, the law. Say the law. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Now, there's no problem that God's word does not address. It's a perfect law. In other words, this book covers everything that has to do with our existence here. There's no issue that this Bible cannot solve. That's why it says it's a perfect law. When you go to court, they can say, oh, we don't have legislations concerning this matter, so we cannot adjudicate this matter. Because the parliament has not passed any law concerning this matter. 
But in this life, everything that you would ever endure, see, handle, experience, has been covered by this book. So it's a perfect law. It understands every situation. And it has answers therein. Amen. And it says that it converts the soul. Now, the, the Hebrew word for converting the soul is quickening your soul, like revival. How many of you have ever read the word and you got happy? If you have never gotten there, that means you are, you are, you are not reading at all. Like, wow. Then you, you want to go and pray. You want to go on the field. It, it, it is the word of God that revives us. In fact, real by the word of God, they are people of prayer. When your word life goes down, your prayer life will be affected. It's not the other way around. A lot of people pray, but they don't read the word. But to have a sustained prayer life, the word is the raw material to churn out the anointings for prayer. Are you hearing me? A lot of the times, I have been revived by reading the word of God. A lot of the times. And if you are here, you've never been revived by God's word. That means that you are not spending time in the word. Bible says that it converts the soul. If you are sad, it will make you happy. If you are broke, it will restore you. Amen. Anything you are enduring, a word can come to you that will change you completely. So this is the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So the problem you are, you know, you are so afraid of and it's haunting you. Your answer is in the word of God. I said it's in the word of God. Everything you ever go through, you lost somebody, there's an answer in the Bible. You lost your job, there's an answer in the Bible. You lost your marriage, there's an answer in the Bible. You are, you are widowed, there's an answer as to what to do with your life in the Bible. You don't have money, it will show you how to get money. You lost what you have, it can show you how to get it back. You've lost your confidence, the Bible can restore and show you how to get it back. You are falling from a place of grace. The Bible has many, many people that have fallen flat yet rose again. My goodness, I feel like preaching to somebody here. Look at the story of Samson. What could have been worse? That your eyes have been plucked out. You say you fell, but have they removed your eyes? Come on, I'm preaching to you. Say, life is hard. Do you have eyes? Then you are better than Samson. Hallelujah. And if something could be restored, what are you talking about? Come on, I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. You traveled abroad to Greenland to look for green pastures. And your, your husband died. Your first son died. Your second son died. And you lost everything. You can be restored again. Are you seeing what I'm saying? That's the story of Naomi. And God restored her. The story is there. And the reason why you are so sad is because you are not conversant with the story. It will make you wake up from the place of ashes and get back to work again. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying to you? Now, Samson was blinded. He lost his sight. The, the most difficult thing to lose in life is your eyesight. In fact, it's the most important. Because it's like darkness. If somebody lost their eyesight, they prayed the prayer that God should restore them and defeated their enemies. Look, you have not lost your eyes. Hallelujah. You can rise up and do it again. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So the word of God has various issues that deal with everything that will cause you not to give up on life. Are you following what I'm saying? You lost your son. You lost your daughter. What did David do when he lost his son? The son that he had with Bathsheba. He cried, prayed, fasted. When he, they told him the son was dead, immediately he got up, removed the ash cloths, went to bath and went to eat. The person is dead. Those of you are mourning about somebody who is dead. He's dead. He's gone. Get up, take a shower, and go and find something to eat. God is going to give you another chance. Are you so wrong? So you see, when everything in life it is dealt with in the Bible. So the more of the word you have, the more light you have. And the easier your life will be. I follow what I'm saying to you. The, the testimony of the Lord is sure. In other words, it's firm and affirmed. It is confirmed. Nothing God says to you will fall to the ground. Even if Samuel, Bible talked about Samuel said, none of his words fell to the ground. So if Samuel was sleeping and he prophesied by accident, it will come to pass. How much more God? The word of the testimony, the testimony, the things that God is saying to you, whether a vision, a dream, whatever it is, God says it's so sure it cannot fail. Can you believe that word? So you can fight with that word all the way and you have the victory because God's word cannot fall to the ground. Say, man, verily swear, swear by a greater one. And an oath of confirmation is to them the end of all strife. Wherein God, more than willing to show unto the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel or his word, swore with an oath. That by these two things, it is impossible for God to lie. I say it is impossible for God to lie. Any word you receive, it will happen in your life. That's why some of you, no matter how hell writes, they cannot kill you because there's a prophecy that must happen in your life. Are you following me tonight? So this is your prayer. God, don't kill me. One word that you have caught, it is able to keep you alive. All the enemies, they will be dying before you. Amen. Because of God's word, which he himself swore by himself. Because he couldn't swear by a greater one and say, I by myself. And if you doubt it, look at Abraham. And look at your descendants. If, if you ever doubt God's word, look at Abraham and their descendants. They are so, he said, by myself have I sworn again. God has no greater. God has no higher person. So when he says the testimony of the Lord is sure, it means that it's like gold that has been put through fire seven times. You can take it to the bank. It's a sure word. It's a sure word. Hallelujah. I said it's a sure word. I said it's a sure It should keep you through every storm and test. Why? Because you believe. He said the testimony. It is sure. Sure foundation. It will never move. Let me hear your amen. You see, this is why you must study the word so you can be strong on the inside. Are you following me tonight? Do you know that the place that Jacob slept on the stones and made a vow to God. <laughs> what he said, when he ran away from Laban, when he got to the same place, 
God came to him and said, I have come because of the words you spoke here. And God fulfilled the promise that he made a vow to. He said, God, if you give me clothing to wear, food to eat, and you keep me safe to where I'm going, you keep me safe where I'm going, and you bring me back in my father's house in peace, then you'll be my God. <laughs> I said, you'll be my God. And whatever I have, I'll give you a tithe. Now, when he was coming back, Jacob was coming back, now, when he, when he prayed that prayer, he anointed the place and called the place Bethel. Now, when he was coming, he was so blessed. When he got back there, the Lord reminded him that this thing you said, that is your answer right there. I've taken you from your uncle's house or whatever he is, and I've brought you to the place, and I have fulfilled every word concerning you. God's word is sure. Did you hear me? Every word he has spoken about, let's believe it, hallelujah. Let's be dancing and shouting because he will never fail, hallelujah. I say he will never fail. I say he will never fail. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. Wisdom is to believe God. Jesus is a person. Jesus is wisdom himself. When he comes into you, he makes you wise. Wisdom is to believe God's word above your feeling. Hallelujah. That is wisdom. To believe God's word above what the world is saying. It's to put God's word above. Some people think they are very smart. Bible says that stolen meat is very sweet. Do you know stolen meat is very sweet? The reason that you didn't pay for it, you didn't cook it. Somebody labored for it and you went to take it. But he said at the end, it's like gravels in your mouth. You see, you see, God's word will always preserve you at the end. Hallelujah. But you like some stolen meat, eh? <laughs> that one. Every stolen meat is sweet. Somebody said, anybody tells that sin is bad is, not, is, is a liar. People really enjoy their sin. Hallelujah. They really enjoy the sin. So when you say, oh, stop the sin, you say, oh, it's bad. You say, no, it's not bad. It's good for me. But it will take the wisdom of God for you to understand that at the end of it, your mouth will be filled with gravels instead of meat. Are you following me tonight? So most of you that are living by the word of God, it looks like your life is not. Watch. At the end of the day, you will have greater advantage than anybody else who didn't follow the word of God. Are you here with me tonight? Glory to God. Then he talked about the, 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 the law of the Lord, the testimony, and the statutes of the Lord are right. Say right. That means that the word of God can make things right. Come on, say right. That means that anything that is bad can be righted. By the statutes of the Lord. Are you following me tonight? Anything you think is bad, God can correct it. By his law. Hallelujah. One of the things that God gives us is repentance. Amen. It's one of the things you can use to make things right. I had a story of somebody got born again in a uh, Rehadbonkis crusade. And he had done something very, very bad. 
and he knew that now that he has repented and given his life to Christ, if he confesses, they will jail him. So he went to the evangelist and told him, this is what I've done. You know that this is a jail thing. If I go and tell them, I've stolen this, I've moved this, I've moved that, it's straight, I'm going to jail. Mm. So the, the evangelist held his hand and said, let's go. That's restitution. I hear what I'm saying. Repentance also includes restitution. But a lot of us, we have cut that part out. The thing is between me and God. Instead of going to say, oh, Charlie, I'm the one who caused the problem, you will never say it. But it is restitution. It's part of the gospel. You remember Zacchaeus? Where he said, I'll give what? What did he say? If he has taken anything legally from somebody, he'll restore me seven times or something like that, four times. Four. Is it four times? Yes. That's restitution. So they took him, and when he went, the people called police and everything, threatening. But later, they forgave him because they have never seen anybody who has done such a thing and come in to confess. Apparently, they even employed him later or something like that. I've forgotten the details. Yes. Because why would you throw somebody like that out if the person genuinely is repentant? I follow what I'm saying to you. They have more value to you than to send them away. They are, they are, they are, now, they are now part of you because they will tell you everything now. So it's not everybody who tells you that you, you, you take action and you just let them go. No. Some people, you even maintain them in your office. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? Say, right, it can write things. If you have a marital problem, the word of God can write it. If you're having problems with your relation, you, you are not a nice guy. Come on, let me hear him. Man. The word of God can teach you how to become a nice guy. If you are somebody who likes talking about people, the word of God can help you to stop talking about people. Are you following what I'm saying to you? So your weaknesses and your problems, it can be righted by the word of God. I saw a long time ago that anger rests in the bosom of a fool. So when you are getting angry, remember that anytime you are angry and you carry it over, you are becoming a fool. Amen. You have to punch it and let it go. Hallelujah. He said, be angry, but sin not. Eh? Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So if you got angry in the morning, by evening, the anger must be cold. You can write it. Amen. But if you go and sleep with the anger, you may not wake up. You may not wake up. <laughs> and you're Papitations. <laughs> and then you transition before you realize you are gone. Are you seeing how the word can right every wrong? Hallelujah. He said, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Is that what he said? Huh? Second Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Um, um, if any man be in Christ, he is a all things have, have passed away. Behold, all things have become. Oh. So if you believe that word, your past is not you anymore. They didn't get. Let me try the poem, my right hand here. He said, Behold, all things. How many things? Everything, no, including your teeth. Everything is new. If you take that word, you will fly. Hallelujah. 
Because when they are talking about you, say, that's the old me. I'm a new creation. Then you quote 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Are you following what I'm saying? That is how to ascend and to go forward. This Bible writes everything. They call you a prostitute. You can become a holy student. Hallelujah. Virtuous, virtual girl. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Ask somebody, are you a virgin? Say yes. <laughs> then the person quoted this scripture for me. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. I said, yeah, okay, I understand. <laughs> According to your word, it is so. Because he said he's never done it before. And Bible says that if any man beware, he said, behold. He said, all things are, behold, come on, say behold. In other words, look now, look now. All things are, are they? <laughs> that means that every part of my physiology is new. Look, the statues of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. Are you seeing it? So you now, you make yourself happy. By confessing the word. And what God says about you, what they are saying about you, don't buy it. I said, don't buy it. You say you're a thief. I'm not a thief. According to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. I'm not a thief anymore. The man you knew, he's dead. <laughs> I'm the new man. Amen. And then you continue on that trajectory and you become a greater and a better. So you see, he said it rejoices the heart. Some of the things. Look, they can condemn you if you are not careful. You will never recover. But you see, the word of God can put you back. If you believe it and you know it. Is somebody here tonight? I see you as a new girl. Crah. A new man. Crah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Believe the word. I said believe the word. It is better to believe the word than your mom's stories. Or the elders in your village. They say, if you have done this, you have to do it. I'm not doing anything. Because the Bible said, if I confess, I'm a new creation. <laughs> I see you free in the name of Jesus. God is telling you that don't dwell in the past. That's an escape route. It makes things right. Are you following me? And then the commandments of the Lord is pure. That's what? Enlightening the eyes. Let's not go. Let, 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 let's, let's just move on. I, I'm trying to tell you that it is the word of God that will convert you. So maturity is a function of how much of the word you know and you practice. That is who a real mature believer is. And so if you are here, you open your Bible only on Wednesday nights. And Sunday morning. And Saturdays, 4.30 somewhere there. You, and after that, you close your Bible. Look, I know some people here, they don't even, just today, they didn't read their Bible. Now, you can't lie to me. I'm going to do, a, a, I'm going to conduct an investigation. And remember, you are in the house of God. So, you cannot lie. Uh -huh. So I'm going to arbitrarily call somebody. Today, did you open your Bible or you did not? I didn't say, what's up? No. 
I'm saying that, did you open this Biblia, Bible, B-L-B-L-E? A lot of you didn't open your Bible today. So but we went on WhatsApp to go and read. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about you reading your Bible for yourself. You see? See, you are using Rev Dick as a as a <laughs> please don't try. It's not acceptable. It's just an intro for you to do your own Bible study. Hey, repent in the name of Jesus. Okay, so you read the scripture verse. Go back and read more. I mean, like, open your own Bible. Do you understand what I'm saying? Otherwise, you will not change. We'll keep repeating the same things to you over, and you are not changing. Because the real change is not how you are looking. It's what is happening on your inside by virtue of the word of God. Are you hearing me today? Look. The word of God is so intelligent. Look, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. It says, the word, for the word of God is quick. Come on, say quick. quick. What is quick? Now, I, I, when, you, when you go to the U.S., their drugs, their medicine, it doesn't take time old. They don't have time for this chloroquine that will take how long? You take one, then you take one again, then... I realized that the difference between their medicine there and the medicine here, here it takes all the time. But there, quick action. I mean, as you, took, you take the medicine, immediately you begin to see the effect. That's what the word of God is. Are you hearing me today? The word of God is quick. Someone say quick. In the name of Jesus, it is happening already. Are you hearing what I'm saying? By his stripes I'm healed. It is happening already. He said it's quick and powerful, powerful and sharper. Wow. Now, what do you use a knife for? What do you use a, a, a sword for? It's not for cutting things. When you want something quick, what route do you use? Don't you use the shortest route? I'm asking you a question. So how is it that you, you say the word is slow? God is too gentle. But Bible says that his word is quick. I say he's quick. I said it's quick. Now one day, I was going to evangelism on a Sunday morning. And I saw some three or four people coming from one of the hills of... So I, I said, praise the Lord. How are you? My name is Pastor Danny. I want to invite you to church. Are you, are you born and give your life to Christ? The guy said, oh, he's from Church of Pentecost. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. But then he told me he's coming from a fetish. I said, fetish? He went to a juju house. I said, what, what did you go and do there? He said somebody stole his money. <laughs> and he wanted quick action. So this one. <laughs> He said, God is too slow. He told me on a Sunday morning, though. So this one, he needed quick results. So he went to the juju man to do the juju now so that he can get his money back. I was amazed. I stood there and looked at the man on a Sunday morning.
Look at me, everybody. Say the word of God is quick. Oh, I can't hear. Say the word of God is quick. Would you believe what the Bible says or what somebody else is saying? He said his word is quick. Powerful. What do you use power for? What do you use power for? It's not for work. Power is what is able to change things. You move this here, you move that here. God is saying that his word is quick, is powerful and sharper. Than any two-edged sword. Piercing. And it, it doesn't, it's not only sharp, but it pierces as well. It can go very, 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 very deep. Are you hearing me tonight? That's how we must begin to see the word of God. This is what the Bible is saying about the word of God. Dividing unto the dividing asunder of spirit and soul. Now, it is, do you know it's only the Bible that makes us understand that we have a spirit and we have a soul? Many generations, we, people thought that man was body and soul. They didn't know it was a spirit. It is the word of God that makes us understand that there's a spirit dimension. Are you hearing me tonight? Piercing onto the dividing asunder of spirit and soul, joint and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now, when people are talking, take them serious. The wisdom of Solomon was the wisdom of watching and hearing. When the two women came to him and they were fighting over that little baby, all he had to do was to watch and to listen. If you can listen and watch, you become a wise person. Are you hear what I'm saying? It's a, it's a thought and the descent of the thoughts and the intent. Somebody is thinking about something. Somebody is standing to do something they have. The word of God can show you. I say the word of God can show you. I say the word of God can show you. It will make you discern things. You don't spend time in the word. If you will begin to spend a lot of time, the anointing for discernment will come. You see, every book has a spiritual backing. Any book you buy, you are buying into a spiritual thing. This Bible is backed by the spirit of God. And the spirit of God is the anointing in the air. So sometimes just by opening your Bible, you are opening yourself up to certain kind of empowerment. Hey, are you hearing me tonight? Now, this guy used to say, Yogi Cho used to say that anytime he prays, he tells God not to give him revelation. But God, apparently he's the one who prophesied about the Pensacola revival. Have you have heard of the Pensacola revival? It broke out in Florida. When you see people's hands growing out, the place, the anointing will come into the place for weeks on ending. This man saw it coming many, many in the 1960s. The Pensacola revival happened in the 1990s or 80s, I can't recall. But around that time. So when he was praying, he's, he was asking God to help his church to grow. But God was giving him an anointing to see far into the future. So you are reading one thing, but because you have opened yourself up, God will be anointing you in another area. Are you hearing me tonight? That's why Satan is fighting you not to open your Bible. I say he's fighting you not to open your Bible. Because no matter how cute you look, if you are not studying the word, pastors, you are not growing. I say you are not growing. 
You don't have things you are musing on every day. Scriptures you are thinking on. Things that you are churning in your heart. Every day, you are not growing. I said you are not growing. I said you are not growing. But grow in the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody must begin to have their own personal. This year, we gave you a program. How to read the whole Bible. May you go and dust it and start all over. So that this year, you'll be able to... When you, when you are reading, you'll be changing. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So Solomon's student was looking. And one woman said, oh, kill the baby, kill the baby, kill the baby after all. And the other one said, oh, please, please, don't kill the baby. Don't kill the baby. That is the wisdom. It's not some being wisdom. You have it. You have it even better. But you are not listening. You are not hearing well. Hallelujah. You begin to descend and do great things in the name of Jesus. I say, in the name of Jesus. And listen, one, and I'm closing. One of the greatest words you must always meditate on is Matthew 6 and verse 33. What does it say? Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. God is saying that don't only seek the kingdom, but seek how it works. Don't only seek the kingdom, but look for the systems. Right. Come on, say right. The, the right way. You know the principles, but are you applying them rightly? You are serving God, but you see, you think that God's blessing is delayed, so you want to use another system to get blessed. You know the principles, but you are not doing it the, the right way. You must seek the kingdom and its righteousness. Then God is saying that, oh, come on, say, oh, I can't hear you. All these things shall be. Look at me, everybody. Don't ever serve God and think that you are doing God a favor. God has no interest in keeping your blessings. What is he going to do with it? So in serving God, walk in this consciousness that God, you are saying that if I serve you, you will bless me. People say that we are talking about transactional gospel. What is transactional gospel? What is it? You explain to me. God says that if you serve him and you seek his kingdom, the things to wear, the things to eat, the things to drive, the things to, he will give it to you. So if I expect it, Am I being transactional? I'm living by faith. I hear what I'm saying to you tonight. So don't let people talk you out of the blessing because a lot of you, you are serving God. You are not expecting anything. That's why you are not getting anything. And in fact, you are serving God. You think you are doing God a favor. That's why you are not fully committed. You don't understand the principle that is driving the whole thing. God said if you commit fully, he will bless you fully. So a lot of us, we are giving God chimp change after we have done everything we want to do, then we come and give him some change because you are not expect. When you give a waiter a tip, do you expect anything from the waiter? Please answer my question. When you go and eat in the restaurant and say, take this change, do you expect anything from the... He's not going to give you, he's just say thank you, that's all. But you are not going to get anything. That is not with God. God is saying that if you will serve him, he will bless your bread. He will bless your water. He will take sickness. We must begin to, you see, 
embrace the whole thing, it will change the way we do the work of God. Oh. It's because we are not expecting it. That's why we give. We are not committed. But God is saying that if you seek me holy, I will bless you holy. From tonight, may the word of God saturate us. Fill us to overflowing. Are you hearing me tonight? He said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Say richly. Colossians 4 verse 16, is it? Or 20? Come on, say richly. You are not permitted to have the word of God scantily or sparsely. You read one, two, three verses, you are done. You don't have scriptures you are memorizing in your way hand. God is saying that for the thing to become effective, it must be rich. When a cake is rich, how does it taste? Have you ever done tea where you put the tea bag one, two? Then you put the tea bag there. Then you put a little sugar. And then you put three drops of milk. Ka, ka, ka. And then you stir it. Would you like to drink that kind of tea? It's not rich. Are you following what I'm saying? God is saying that the word must dwell in you richly. Let me hear richly. Come on, I can't hear you say richly. Charlie, see, for, for, for your life to change, there must be a rich deposit of the word of God. This is your two by four Bible study. That you don't commit nothing to the study of the word. Your, your old King James, you, you can't understand King James Bible. The only Bible you have is a King James Bible. You don't have other translations. How, what kind of rich, rich tea is that? Rich tea. <laughs> Ima, I follow what I'm telling you. May God help us tonight. Charlie, most of us, the word is not dwelling in us richly. What's the opposite of richly? scarcely or sparsely. And one of the signs that the word of God is richly, you look at it, it said teaching. Come on, say teaching. See, you know why you cannot teach? Obey word. You can't admonish. When you see someone who studies the word alone, when he meets you, he wants to preach. Uh, you, you are the one who will be running away. Because the man is boiling and bubbling. He said, oh, this morning in my morning devotion, this was, he will offload on you right now. <laughs> that is somebody who is studying the word. Because, you see, when it is dwelling in you richly, it must overflow. Anything that is saturated will give up and give way. And then he said, teaching. Say teaching. Hey, I see you becoming a teacher. If you don't have the word, what are you going to teach? If you are not rich and soaked in the word, what are you going to teach? Most of you home fellowship, you just take the thing or five minutes. Don't look down. Look at me, everybody. You don't even read the material. When you go into the meeting, before Charlie, you are not a teacher. You are not. Bible, the word must dwell. I see somebody being anointed. I see, I see somebody being anointed. You are coming to the place where you can teach the word. The only time you can teach the word is when you are soaked in it. 
Then look at the effect. Admonishing one another in what? Singing is, that's why a lot of the singers, you people, the reason, you, you, you don't sing to yourself. You only come and perform for us. I wonder how many of you like, he said, when you are soaked with the word, when you take the mic, see, you'll be singing psalms. Psalms are your own composition. You just stand there, you'll be exploding. <laughs> the word has soaked you up. You, you, you are so easy, amen. No tension, no stress. That's it there. Psalms, you'll be composing instant there. The word of God will be coming alive. You'll be writing songs whilst you are leading praise and worship. I see that happening in the name of Jesus. See, psalms and hymns, you start singing. Hymns are poetic songs. Songs that rhyme. Have you seen it? Those are what hymns are. And then spiritual songs. And singing with grace. This is a byproduct of somebody who is full of the word. So check the, the, the level at which your word is is the level at which you are singing. Not because you came to church, oh, but you yourself. Every day your face is like gorilla. You, you bore. <laughs> you are dry. Like you went to church and to the office and, and you are humming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like making a musician. I've never heard them sing before. Except on stage. Obey word. Hallelujah. But if you have the word, you'll be bubbly like that. Every day you have some fresh song. You know Bishop Rich, 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 uh, Richmond Yabua who came to preach from the U.S.? See, uh, you see, he was singing. That's how he's been 20 years ago. Every day he has a new song. Always bubbling with the word. Remember, revelation, every day. That's where you are going. When we come to church, we will not be waiting for the choir. Amen. Yeah, we will sing them out. <laughs> we'll be so charged. If they don't hurry up, we will leave them behind. That's going to be your story in the name of Jesus. Have you seen what I'm saying? So usually, an anointed worship leader is a man of the word. Their songs are different. They are not this. Let me keep my mouth shut. Stand on your feet. <laughs> You see, there's, there's, no, there's no word in, in the song. They are just recycling people's word. Lord, you are worthy. We know you are worthy. Lord, you are mighty. We know you are mighty. Lord, you are merciful. We know you are merciful. But what is your revelation of God? Tell us in your song. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So when you see somebody who is so shocked in the word, the way their songs are is different. Lift your voice. We're going to pray. I challenge you in the name of Jesus. Rev. Dick is not enough at all. Pray. Rale le 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 be kesho yo mon fale 
Rasale kaba fore mikatasta chale beneseri ibo feiri geteso jomono pokusi fabra alimo melugete ralelelelesheto rasamane pray 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 the name of Jesus alololo mande the other day I was, I, I, somebody came to pick me up to go somewhere and the guy went to school in Russia. He didn't want, to, when I saw him, the Lord told me, this guy, he's back, he doesn't want to hear the gospel. I knew it. So I brought the gospel. As soon as I started, he started giving me, he doesn't believe in all these things. <laughs> By the time I finished with him, he said, you come to church. He'll be coming. He's trouble. He said, you come. I finished. Come on, say, I finished him. Say, say, I, you, but if they gave it to you, you run from the car. Obey where? You see what I'm saying? Obey where? You are light. Give me paper. Give me paper. Give, give me one piece of paper. Can you give me one? Light, lightweight. You are lightly esteemed, lightly. Mene, mene, take care Is that what they said? The guy, you pass here, then I arrest him here. He said, Yeah, what you are saying is true. Of course, what I'm saying is true, dummy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yes, I'll bring him to church. A lot of people like that, they don't believe. They think every pastor is sent to some. But when I finish with him, <laughs> you realize that today he has met a man of God who knows the word. You can't dribble me. You can't dribble me at all. You are the one they have been dribbling. <laughs> they dribble you. You come and say, ah, me cry, I don't believe in this. You don't believe in tight. You don't believe. You have been dribbled, cry. Look, the more I read about tightening, the more I say, hey. Today, I was still studying. And it took me to the same place. That God came to Jacob, where he swore to him. Where Jacob swore that if God does, you don't understand. All this joke on social media, you are following every wind of doctrine. You are so light. So that when I hear about the new creation realities, I say, let me leave me in the middle. Leave me in the middle. I don't want to go off. Always stay in the middle. I hear what I'm saying to you. Yeah. And again said, someone preach, the, the thing is not relatable. And then somebody preach, oh, human, the thing is not relatable. So you have to stay in the middle. I've listened to the divinity and the humanity. I've studied so many preachers. When I sit down, I understand. Let me hear amen. I'm not going awful. Lie, lie. <laughs> as long as I keep reading the Bible, I hear what I'm saying. Be careful you don't become a fetish priest. Because you see, God can visit you and say, my son, I anoint you. A high priest. Somebody say high priest. <laughs> say, you have become a high priest. Before you realize, you'll be mixing herbs. You don't know the word of God. So say, Habani, Nyakupo Habani. Say, Habani, Nyaka Gospel. Show me where they miss Habani in the Gospels. 
<laughs> Charlie, lift your voice and pray. Imaru sebre de kashala grande. Salili lili vakamaru nama. He said, "Ye err, you err because you don't know. You don't know the gospel." Please put that scripture on the screen for me. Ye do err because you don't know. May you know the word of God today. Now, when somebody comes and asks you questions, you are so loaded, you know the answer to give them. Let me hear, amen. amen. Give me that scripture. Say, you err because you don't know the word and the power. Do not, not this one, it's, in, it's one of the gospels. Because say, you do err because you don't know the word and the power. So it is the word from which we derive the power of God. Hallelujah. If I can get you to repeat one scripture every day, that word will come to pass in your life. It looks like it's a power. Oh, man, not this. I said the Gospels. Lift your voice and pray. Jesus answered and said unto them, He do err not knowing the scripture, nor the power. It is the scripture, your solid foundation in the scripture that releases the power of God to you. Lift your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. I see you converted. I see you changed. Yes, Lord. Every morning, I call the first day. I said, I'll share a revelation with her. Ask her. Which one would I share with you last night? Do you remember? Please remember. I want to remember that. And she was trying to argue with me. I said, Charlie, can't try. I'm a man of God and I know the way. Hallelujah. Now, what was it? What was it? Do you remember? What was it? It was a very wild thing. Very wild. I can't, if I share it here, you will stone me. But I, yes. But I, I said, it's, it's the scripture. Wow. Every day I wake up with new revelations. Please, do you remember what I, I'll share with you? Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to recollect what it was. Amen. Charlie, may your, look, listen to me. As you take this communion, the word is coming alive. I say the word of God is coming alive. Paul will will teach all night. The reason why people don't teach all night, they don't, you, you don't have the word. After 30 minutes, you know what to say. Say, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Shalalala. He was teaching all night. Have you seen all night teaching service? If you don't have a word, can you teach all night? You can't. As you partake of this, may the word come alive. If you are able to teach your, your, your home cell, they will follow you to church. The word level is low. Pray, pray, pray. You don't bring revelation. You don't you say, oh, no, no, no. I want to hear what you said again. I release that anointing on you in the name of Jesus. I release that anointing. Lift your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. We refuse to be, you know, small in understanding. But we, we declare we are, we are novices in, 
evil work, but we are mighty in understanding. In the name of Jesus. Let's go to Revelation chapter 10 and verse, verse 8. Revelation chapter 10 and verse 8. Let me show you something there. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book, say little book, and which is open in the hand of the angel that standing. Now, this is describing the word. There were these huge angels who had come on earth and they were holding a little tiny book. And he told this, John the, John the Beloved, that he should go and take the little book from the hand of the angel and then continue verse, verse 9. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it. Do what? Little book. Oh. Come on, say little book. One word of God can change you forever. Look at it. These mighty angels, they brought this little thing. Take it and eat it up. And it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth as sweet honey. The next verse. The next verse. Quickly, quickly. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and I ate it up. May you eat the word of God. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was well. See, so this is what it's trying to say. So when you are reading the word, Charlie, the feeling, amen. But, but you know, when you go out there, you realize that, Charlie, there's war to fight. Are you seeing what I'm saying? But it is the word of God that is the power. Why, why didn't the, the angel bring a big something? But this little book. The next verse. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many what? People, nations, and tongues. What made him preach? Prophecy, prophesy. Prophesy is preach. He said, and he said unto me, Thou must preach again. Come on, say again. That means before he ate the little book, he was preaching at a level. But after he ate the little book, he became another preacher on another level. And he was preaching to people and nations and tongues and kings. So your next level is a function of the word you have in your life. I'm preaching to you, Sam. Yeah, amen. So if you refuse to eat, now this is the word. Is God, Jesus, not the word? Oh, I say, is it not the word? In the beginning was the word, and the word was it. That means that just take the Bible and study and read. The whole thing will come alive. It's a spiritual thing. So today we are eating the word. Just as they, they, they told the, the, John to eat the word. Are you, have, you, have I lost you or you are with me? Come and take your communion. 
barrels again. Today, may the hunger for God's word increase. I found thy word. Oh, please come, come. I found thy word and I ate it. I ate it. I ate your word. I ate it. I ate it. Come, come quickly. What you take it, begin to pray. This is a token of the word of God coming alive in us. This is little, but it's going to take us far in the name of Jesus. I no more